You don't need no preaching after that. So I'm just going to read some scripture and I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to wrap it up and we're going to go home. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Lord has really never quite, unless he does something here pretty shortly, uh, done me quite like this. But uh, a couple of verses that have just been resounding in me the last couple of days. And possibly it's because I've been dealing with a lot of... Uh, death this week and family issues and funerals and one of those verses is make your calling an election sure that's God's word not mine make your calling and election sure because the life that you're gambling with is yours and there's an eternity that each of us will experience and step into one day. And it's time we get serious about how we live, what we serve, who we serve, and embrace the totality of God's word and the simplicity and the truth of God's word. And to what you yield your members to, to that you become enslaved. We case a raw, sarah, and meander through life as if we have a million years. But unless you happen to be one of those that are alive when Jesus returns and splits those eastern skies and we go up to be with him, unless you are one that experienced that, you too will taste of death. For it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. You won't be able to blame anyone but yourself. Because the Lord clearly tells us in his word that he sits before us life and death and he says choose life and as morbid as it may sound I believe that part of hell will be for those that are there to be able to look into the portals of heaven and to see the grandeur and the splendor of heaven and to see those that have witnessed to them throughout time and tried to tell them about Jesus and how much he loves them and the forgiveness and the plan of salvation is there. But for whatever reason, they would say, not now, some other time. I've got too much living to do, too much partying to do. I believe that's going to be part of hell because you see, Bible talks about for those that are in heaven, that he's going to have to wipe away their memory. Because they couldn't enjoy, those that are in heaven couldn't enjoy heaven looking into the depths of hell and seeing the weeping and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth and the pain and the torment that will be going on there. 
Now, I'm not a scare tactic preacher. You understand that if you've been coming here any time. But I must be real with you. I must set before you the truth of God's word. We are in the end times. And the word is full of warnings that when you see these things begin to come to pass, the end is not yet, but look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Yet we get mesmerized with the pressures of life. We get entangled with the cares of life. And we go about our business. And if we have any time left over for God, that's what we give him. Chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I'm going to take my time reading this tonight, y'all. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Pay attention. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. I looked up that word reprobate. It means unprincipled. So they're unprincipled concerning the faith. I better read on. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me in Antioch, and in Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Chapter 4. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. 
Preach the word. Not opinion. Not denomination. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Here's what I want to get to. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, that tell them what they want to hear. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Make thy calling and election sure once again. I'm concerned of the things that I see and that I read going on in some Christian circles. Galatians comes to me when it says, Who hath bewitched you, O foolish Galatians, that you've turned unto another gospel? Preachers, now there are some that are doing right. I want you to understand that. But I'm speaking of in general. Preachers have ceased to call sin, sin. Please hear my heart tonight. I'm not here to judge anybody but me. I need to judge myself and hold myself accountable so that when I stand before the righteous one, I can hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You see, I believe that salvation, the cleansing of our sins, that fresh start, that inner change, that takes place should begin to manifest outwardly. I don't believe that you can give your heart to Jesus and live the same old lifestyle that you've been living without it being bringing conviction upon you and without it you de- hurting and without you desiring change and God will help you to change. God says, I am holy. Thou be, you be holy. Talks about without righteousness, no man shall see God. These are words that we don't like to hear in modern church. We want to be told that because I pray a sinner's prayer or walk an aisle, that I'm free to do whatever I want to do. That Jesus died for my past sin, my present sins, and my future sin. And yes, we're saved by grace. And there's more than enough grace to go around. But his grace is not a license to sin. <clears throat> I'm going to share a debate that I had in my office. I will not tell you with who. But there's a movement going around. And I know I'm on the camera and I know I'm going to be watched on the web and all that, but I can't help myself. I've got to tell you the truth. 
There it You know, did you know the, the devil is subtle? He's more cunning than any beast of the field. And he can make something appear to look right when it's wrong. He wants you. If he comes to you, hey, I'm the devil and I'm fixing to trip you up. You go, oh, I better be careful. But when he comes slithering in and he lays those ambushments and those traps, unless you're walking full of the Spirit of God and have discernment and can detect what's going on, if you're not careful, you'll become vulnerable. You will eat the fruit, so to speak. Anyway, I was in this dialogue with this man that was coming to try to argue and, I, and let me just go on record to say it I do not like to argue scripture and I'm not going to argue scripture I'll listen to your belief if you want to hear mine I'll give you mine one of us may be wrong one of us may not yet have learned as much as the other one has maybe I haven't gotten to a place or maybe they haven't gotten to a place because we're all at different places in our walk with God but anyway in this movement that's going across the land I, I said so you're telling me that you've been saved you've given your heart to God you can purposefully with intent go out and commit adultery and if you have a heart attack and die in the middle of a sex act that you're going to heaven he said that's exactly right I'm telling you folks I'm telling you there is the master deceiver that is at work and you better hide the word of God in your heart that you do not sin against him. You better have a hearing ear to hear what the spirit would say. So that you're not misled and misinformed and so that you're not messing up thinking you're doing right. But let me tell you something. There are a lot of people that don't want to hear what the Spirit has to say because they don't want the conviction to come. They don't want to change. They're enjoying the dance and they're enjoying their life. But I'm here to tell you, if you have a heart for God, if you desire to be like Jesus, we need to change, each and every one of us. Starting with me. I am not like Jesus. I want to be. But I have to continue to press in and to press on. Did you know the scripture says in Matthew 7, Not everyone that saith, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father. Salvation is free. It costs you nothing but receiving the gift of God. But from then on, it's a denying of yourself and embracing his word and his spirit and his lifestyle and living a life that's different. Amen. We're in the world. We're not of the world. Let me ask you this question and I'm going to close pretty quickly. If you never told anyone that you were a Christian, would they know it? Or is your life 
lived in such a way that they just think you're one of the gang. You're doing everything everybody else is doing. Only you can answer that question. You see, where Peter messed up the night that Jesus was betrayed, and we'll talk about that here in a few weeks, three times he messed up. That last time was when he went in and he sat down in the inner court by the campfire, representing his social life was hanging out with the sinners. Now, Jesus was a friend of the sinners, but he went to them to minister to the sinners. That wasn't where he hung out. He would draw aside to fast and to pray. And to seek God and to hear, go up to the mountain and hear a word from God. And he would draw aside with his disciples and he would teach. The only way that we should be hanging out in the sin society as a social life is if God has sent us there on a mission. But when, they can, when people can no longer look at the way we live and differentiate between the vilest of sinners, something is wrong. The word tells us to shun the very appearance of evil. Yet for some reason, present day church has developed the mentality that we want to look and act as much like the world as we can, but still feel like I might go to heaven. We have that reversed. We ought to be like Enoch. We ought to see how close to God we can become and still stay in this world. Now I know this isn't a pump you up, make you feel good message, but this is what God gave me. Really, he gave me the message to ask the question, if you never mentioned his name, would people know by the way you live? That you were different. And that you were a Christian. You see. We sang as children in children's church. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to hide it under a bush. I'm not going to. A bushel. I'm not going to. When I'm among sinners. Act like a sinner. And when I come to church. Oh praise God. Hallelujah. No. I'm going to be consistent in my stand for the Lord. I will not waver. If I happen to fall, I'm going to get up, ask his forgiveness. I'm going to get back in the race. I'm going to run hard as I can, keeping my eye on the prize and pressing towards the finish line. But we have to develop the mindset, the, the attitude of refusing to lose. And the, if you get the right mindset, you'll realize that you've got to hide the word in your heart. That's the key, folks. Time with God. Intimacy with God. Relationship with Him. He made man for it relationship. You remember how in the garden he had come down in the cool of the evening and he would visit? Wanted to hang out. He wants to do that with you. His plan hadn't changed. Wants to communicate and talk to you and give you instructions as to what to look out for and how to be prepared and where to turn and what to do and when to buy and when to sell. He wants to be involved. But we've got to make time for him. He has to become a priority in our lives. Not second string. 
not back up. And I'm challenging each of you tonight to inventory where you're at and answer that question honestly. The way that I'm living right now, can people look at me and tell that I'm a child of God? Because see, Scripture says this, and then I close. Your life is a living epistle, a book, known and read of all men. You may not think it, you may not know it, you may not be aware of it, but people are watching your lives every day. Every day. I saw somebody sent me a text the other day. I don't remember who it was. But there's this cowboy. He's squatting down. He's got his little boy, about like my grandson, about that tall. Had his chaps on and his little bull riding vest and his little bull riding helmet. He's holding it and his, his daddy's telling him to uh, be careful where he puts his feet. Be careful where, how he walks. And the little boy looks at his daddy and he says, you be careful where you walk because I'm walking in your tracks. There are people watching your life. There are people watching you. Say, I don't want to be a role model. I don't want to be an influence on people's life. Tough. You are. Like it or not, you are. Bow your heads. Here in this place today,